this. Blog Talk Radio. right now mm-hmm. oh hi this is david james and dr natural medicine i guess we are live on blog talk radio are we rolling on the uh, we facebook? Are rolling on facebook live great so we are live on facebook and we're live on blog talk radio again this is david jameson doctor of natural medicine on blog talk radio it's dr truth i got a whole bunch of stuff today and i got a whole bunch of stuff for next week so Again, it's unrehearsed. Bear with me if I go in circles, but it's a lot of cool information. Please do me a favor right now. We find that the word gets out much better if you share right now. So if you're watching, do we have anyone watching? Four people. Okay, you four people that are watching, share right now, because if you share during the broadcast, more people come on. So we'd really appreciate it. I Again, next week, I'm going to be going, I'm, this is going to be a follow-up to what I'm going over today. And like I mentioned, I've got a lot of stuff, so let's get going here. And we also have questions that have been submitted. We've got things I want to show you guys, so let's dig in. First thing that I wanted to remind everyone, and you guys hear me say this all the time, that if you look at the universe, if you look at medicine, you look at disease, you look at viruses, you look at germs, you look at all that from the Newtonian principles, um, that's the principle of what modern science or science for sale is based on. And it has to do with matter is random, matter is where it's at, effect changes through the matter. The quantum view, the quantum physics, the quantum dynamics prove that it's actually the vibratory nature of the subatomic particles that creates the matter. So this is a crude example But what I always say, treating matter is kind of like putting a probiotic in your poop. It's already happened. It's not going to do you any good over there. That's why it's a very ineffective system. So I keep trying. I want to keep enlightening you as much as possible from the quantum physics level. But the interesting thing is the ancients knew this stuff. So the descriptions in quantum physics are backed up in the ancient texts or vice versa. Quantum physics nowadays backs up the ancient texts. And what I'm going to go over today is is voltage, cellular voltage, and that is backed up in the Ayurvedic texts that are thousands of years old. So that leads me to the first thing. Okay, one other thing I want to mention about the quantum physics view of everything is that, remember, the atom is only one um, one billionth matter. The atom is only one billionth matter. So that means we're made up of vibration. Now, how we perceive that vibration through our senses is what creates the matter. So it's not that it's created totally on its own. It is actually 
a dance between the observer or the experiencer, the person experiencing it, and the vibration. Modern medicine even admits that the outcome of a science experiment, an experiment held in a lab, is influenced on based on the researcher's beliefs. And I've seen that happen. We do these little um, drills where you hold a piece of paper with different figures and you move it across your eyes. If I'm by myself, I can get it to enact that change every time. I've done, I've given uh, talks where there's a room full of people and they're not believing that it will take place. Well, it doesn't even work for me. So it's created through the consciousness, through the vibratory nature. And that's what's happening nowadays, that fear releases cortisol. It creates a vibration. Repetitive negative news, the continuation of buying into something is bad, creates a vibratory nature, and it will create something that's bad. Okay? And I'm going to get into something here that's pretty neat. Do we have got a lot of people on? 20. All right, 20. Then you guys, please share right now. While we got a lot of people watching, please share because I want to get the word out on this stuff. And again, I apologize. I'm going to probably go in some circles here. Okay. So that's enough about quantum view. Any questions on that? Anything pop in? Okay. Going to talk about NASA. For some reason, as Americans, we tend to trust NASA. Now, that's a whole other story. I won't go into it, but that's the display window version of the space program. So let's just leave it at that. So some information is real. A lot of it's not. But let's go with one thing that is definitely real. And that is the fact that they want to maintain the health of their astronauts. Okay, we can all agree on that. So a way a human lives and survives on planet Earth, it needs five things. Food, water, sunlight, air, and it needs the pulsation, the Earth's PEMF, vibratory frequencies. And... The Earth's PEMF, PEMF stands for Pulsating Electromagnetic Fields or Frequencies. And the Schumann Resonance is one of the frequencies, and the Electromagnetic Resonance is another frequency. NASA knows this. In all of their spaceships, they pump these frequencies into the ships because the human organism cannot survive in a healthy uh, state without these frequencies. Schumann resonance is 7.83, let's call it just under 8, and the uh, electromagnetic actually changes where you are on the Earth. But nonetheless, you're going to be getting frequencies that maintain the health of a human organism. And that's like when you take a hanging basket and you plant flowers in it, if you don't ground it, you'll see that they they don't really the, the flowers don't really live that long and they're not as healthy. But if you run a line, let's say like electrical cord or a, um, what would that be, a copper wire from the soil and ground it, you watch the one that's grounded. You watch it grow. Okay. So hold that thought. NASA proves that we need to have these frequencies to be healthy and to live, basically. So. There's a, there's a German scientist, he was a Nobel Prize laureate, whatever that means, but it must mean something good because it's got the words Nobel and Prize before it. So Dr. Otto Warburg, he did research on cellular membranes, and he 
And, I, and see, this is what's funny is the Ayurvedic texts dating back thousands of years say the same thing. Every membrane has a different frequency, and that's the way the cells communicate. So all cells maintain a particular voltage based on their activity. So again, we're at the sub subatomic particle that vibrates, it creates matter. And that's analogous to like a battery voltage. So healthy cells, when tested, are resonating at around somewhere between 70 and 100 millivolts per cell. And guess what? This is what I brought up where I said, why don't we ever have heart cancer? Why don't we hear of heart cancer? The heart will resonate at 100 millivolts. Okay? So the highest resonating membrane does not have cancer because if it stopped vibrating at that, the person would die. Okay. So there's no way that they can survive unless they get some sort of mechanical uh, operation, like uh, they're hooked up to a machine or a pacemaker or something like that. The heart has to maintain that frequency or the organism dies. Okay. So what if let's say your liver vibrates at a certain frequency and that drops well the person can still survive but now you can see where the liver isn't functioning correctly so it's not the matter that is becoming disease the frequency or the cellular com communication is what is off and then if you're looking at it through newtonian glasses you're going to say oh this matter is diseased where the quantum level is saying oh we need to restore the function of intelligence, which comes through the photon, which is a vibration. And that, I wanted to show something here. Remember I told you I'm not overly organized today, so I'm digging into this best I can. So this is a very good book, by the way, PEMF. It's, a lot of these guys are research scientists, which I am not, and so... I depend on these guys. In fact, I'll be interviewing hopefully this gentleman on the radio show soon. So the, the example he shows is that forever, until this version of human was on Earth, we had basically, you have zero, and this is billions. Okay, these, this is the frequencies. This is the um, frequency in hertz. Okay, we have the Schumann resonance here, which is the Earth's pulsation, real close to zero. It's only at 7.83. I'm sure it's not going to be to scale. Then we have lightning right here, and we have visible light here. So when we weren't on Earth, that's the only frequencies that were taking place technically. There's everyone, you know, like trees have their own frequency, different things were taking place. But so this was it. Now, what's happened with modern society is all of this is colored in with things like uh, military radio or communication. We've got long wave. Shortwave, microwave, we have towers, we have cell towers, we have 4G, we have 5G, we have FM, we have 
all this stuff filling in this what's now called uh, electrosmog. So we're continually beat down by these, which are throwing off the natural rhythms of the cells. So when you take what's taking place with this on Earth, and then you bring in the collective consciousness that something is wrong and worry and hate and anger and fear, there's no way you can, you can maintain a healthy homeostasis. So what happens when the universe interprets a frequency where it needs to regenerate? It needs to get rid of it. Okay, and what I'm saying is, is when you take a green leaf out there on a tree, it's got voltage. It, it is resonating at that healthy level. When the season changes and it's no longer needed, the voltage drops. It drops off. The, uh, the universe interprets that, okay, well, now we need to decompose it. It's saying because it's dropped frequency, it's no longer needed in this universe and it needs to be decomposed. So disease can be related to the action of the cell not being at the frequency it needs to to proliferate. So therefore, the universe says, well, then this isn't working correctly. We need to take it to the next phase. So that's the quantum. That's one of the quantum angles that we, we study. And um, so Otto Warburg was saying that healthy cells resonate at a frequency between 7 and 100 millivolts, and the heart resonates at 100 millivolts, okay? It's the highest resonating organ in our body or the membrane is. And so therefore, just in that, it proves that if the frequency is, is adequate, cancer isn't going to be present. Now, I looked up online just to see what the allopathic uh, version of it would be, and they're like something, see, again, talking about matter. Well, uh, heart is a muscle, and you don't really find cancer in, in muscle because of the constituents of how the muscle is made, and they're talking about the matter. Well, what's providing the matter, remember, is we have consciousness, to intelligence, to energy, to matter. Consciousness is the vi vibratory nature of what we perceive as reality, and what, how we perceive, perceive ourselves. And then it moves down the line. So if you're messing with the matter, you've missed the whole game. The whole game hasn't even been addressed. And what he also said that, and this is what I want to show you here, this is called a biometer. This is a little biometer. And when people come in to see me, I like to see what frequency they're at. So when you look at a battery in your car, you have a positive and negative. What, and you put a gauge on it, say how much charge it has left. Basically, it's measuring the pressure between the two poles. So what this does is measures the pressure between the two poles in me. And I usually hover right around 64, 65, somewhere in there. I bounced up to 70 once in a while. And a lot of these scientists state that healthy cells are usually around 60 to 70, or I'm talking about healthy celled organisms, human organisms are usually between 60 and 70. More aged or slightly decaying is closer to 50, but if there's chronic disease like cancer, the biometer will come back at about 15 or 20. And that matches exactly what uh, this, this scientist discussed and all the other books that I've read, which I'm going to go into more next week, on the frequencies that there's, the humans can't survive, that there's no way we can even function within these. I'm going to go into that next week. 
So there's a couple more other things. There's and like this gentleman says here, uh, Brian Myers. I think he's a PhD, Dr. Myers. Uh, there's no exception to this rule. We can't override it. We can sit here and think, oh, it's a bunch of new age cockamamie stuff. Dr. Dave's lost it or whatever. No, I'm trying to tell you guys, I'm trying to bring forward the quantum aspect because the press doesn't like it. Modern medicine doesn't like it because it doesn't work in their paradigm. If they were to understand it and fully integrate it, it would throw the germ theory, the genetic theory, all those things that they say are causing these diseases, and even the, the description of a virus would be proven inaccurate because it doesn't match how the universe works. So the, um, the frequency, yeah, okay. So I'd written down, I'd interpret my own writing right there. The universe interprets frequencies and then knows how to deal with it. So whatever frequency you're giving the universe, it says, okay, for this frequency, this happens. And I think that's it, guys. I could talk about that forever. Any questions pop up regarding the biometer or anything like that? Okay. All right, I'm going to keep moving. So that's that's on the um, the quantum level regarding frequencies. Next week, I am going to talk about the spectrums, which are basically right around 50 hertz to 60 hertz, and maybe even 50, yeah, 50 and 60. Those ranges right there are the ones that cause a lot of issues. And even studies have been done on children that live near power lines that are that are resonating right around 60 hertz. So I'll go into that a little bit deeper. So anyway, um, let's see here. Questions that came in over last week. And this is from my dear friend, Allie. Nice to see you submitting questions again, Allie. Uh, why do people suffer so much with seasonal allergies while others are unaffected? And that goes right back to lymphatic fluid, that if the lymph is clear and the body is processing its food correctly, that the allergies, what an allergy really is, it's a, we consider it a precursor to an autoimmune disorder. So that means that the lymph keeps repeating this situation where the body starts going, well, I'm not getting this, these toxins out correctly, so then it releases histamines, which causes you know, the, the nose, the eyes, the release of things, because it's not coming out correctly. So dealing with allergies, first thing that needs to be done is to clear the lymphatic system, to be certain digestion is, is correct, and then to deal with... Um, a game plan so that way it's not repeating. And I know that's, Ali, you always give me the ones that are very general, but I appreciate them, so keep sending them. Uh, so an allergy, but there's a mental emotional side to things too. There's clear evidence, very clear evidence that people that have had, that children that had um, uh, certain types of upbringing are more prone to uh, asthma, more constrictive. So there are things on the mental-emotional side, too. So unaffected, well, then go Allie, but there's another thing, too. It could be frequencies. It could be perception. Because if someone continually tells themselves that they're allergic to something, guess what? They sure the heck are not going to be allergic. It's like, like I told myself 20 times a day that I'm allergic, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. I've never heard that it's like Johnny Carson a long time ago said that the least used sentence in the English language is a question, and it goes like this. Is that the banjo player's Porsche parked out front? 
Pretty good one, huh? So I'd say the second one is I told myself I was allergic 30 times a day, and guess what? My allergies went away. I don't think that's ever happened. So I'm not saying you're going to just tough it out, but toughing it out does help. Does, okay, Mary, thank you for submitting a question. Does an imbalance in minerals cause cavities? Absolutely. But remember, the um, ashtidatu is the bone formation uh, uh, per Ayurveda. So Ayurveda teaches that our tissues are formed sequentially from lymphatic fluid to red blood cells to muscle cells to fat cells to bone. And so one of the um, uh, teeth is an upadatu, meaning it's a secondary tissue to bone. Okay, so typically if, if people are prone to cavities, there's something going on with tissue production. So to say, well, is it the mineral balance? Probably not specifically. Does the person show a mineral balance that is not producing uh, their tissues correctly? Yes. So can it? Yes. But it's usually deeper and it has to do, again, with toxicity and lymphatic fluid and ability to digest food. We doing good? Anyone chiming in? Okay. Um, what should I look for when I'm reading my tongue? That's another question. Good one. So every morning when you scrape your tongue, look. Look at the color of the tongue. So basic, uh, a layperson that you can do right at home, look at the color. Is it pale? Is it vibrant? Is it real red? Okay, pale could mean uh, lack of agony, lack of heat in the blood. Real red could mean that you're, you have some toxicity and your body's trying to burn it. Uh, also look at the puffiness. Is it puffier than usual? Is it thinner than usual? Then look at the terrain. Is it real gooey? Is it, does it have thick white? Is it more gray? Is it more yellow? And all those are indications of imbalances. Um, and sometimes it's even purple when you drink wine. <laughs> so it's organic wine though. Uh, should I scrape my tongue morning and night? Well, you don't have to at night, but you could. It's not going to hurt you. But morning's usually the best time because the body's had a chance to go through metabolic um, detox, hopefully, that you've gone to bed at a normal time and got up at a normal time. So you can do both. Uh, next question here. This is a good one. How do you keep motivated during this time? I'm having a hard time getting up and being productive. Any recommendations? And this will go into uh, one of my favorite books right here. And we've got about 20 in the clinic. Psycho-Cybernetics, it's basically a book on calling, calling yourself out. Oh, you know what? We didn't have the microphone. Is it coming through good? It's coming through great. Is it? Okay. Uh, what it is, it's basically a uh, book calling yourself out on how you perceive yourself and what you're saying to yourself and how to change uh, your reality. And uh, I'm thankful that I dug back into that book after about 30 years, and I made some major changes. And I can already see changes coming to fruition, many of them at, at levels that a year or two ago, you, if you would have asked me, I would have said, nah, maybe my next incarnation. And what it is is that, remember, the universe works this way. Uh, if you are saying, I want riches, I want health, the universe perceives that as saying, I do not have these things. But if you celebrate health and you live health and you think health, then guess what comes to you? The vibratory nature, remember what we're talking about, the frequencies that give you those things will come to you. So 
the best thing to do, like psychocybernetics um, talks about, and this is a very short paraphrase. I'm paraphrasing this. Is you set your target and you set you program your missile and you set it towards the target and the missile may go off and it may come back but when it starts going off what you do is you tell yourself thank you for reminding me so what I would do is like I would have these thoughts that don't serve me they don't serve anyone would come into my head and I'm like ah thanks that'll get me right back on my target and then those silly thoughts when you don't use them guess what they quit happening they go away because they're not being used there isn't any energy given to them. Just like right now, if we didn't, if we had a world that was concentrating on love and healing and health and harmonious, um, not, not distancing or any of that crap, we would have an existence with that. The boogeyman would no, no longer have any power. But we've created this situation and we continually do it day in and day out. Anyone that's come to me that has a deep-seated chronic ailment that they've fallen in love with, I have a very difficult time helping them. A lot of people will say, oh, yeah, well, I could do this, but I have blank. Well, when that happens, it's very difficult because they're telling them that this is their existence. So going back to that, I would say to get motivated, you definitely want to remove as many frequencies that we've been talking about that are going to drag you down, like remove frequencies from your bedroom, remove all electronics from your bedroom, maybe get rid of your Facebook, stop watching the stupid news, stop, stop doing those things, and create a target. And then whenever you find yourself coming off the target, use it as a, as a crutch to get you back on. Okay? Does that make sense, guys? Mm -hmm. Good. Uh, our dosha quiz is accurate. Uh, well, when I've given talks, one time there was probably 100 people in the room uh, that I gave out a dosha quiz just to see what would happen. And I would say 70 were pitta, 15 were kappa, and 15 were vata. Because nobody wants to be kappa or vata. So, they all, so you fill it out how you perceive yourself. So are they accurate? Not really. But kind of. I mean, there's some things you can't run away from. You know, like, I guess if you're just going to say, you know, am I, am I too skinny and you put no, or am I too, you know, too heavy and you put no, well, you're, you're just kidding yourself. But everyone wants to be right in the middle. They don't want to be the other. So, and the thing is, is that, uh, that I don't like about it is we're all tridoshic. We're all tridoshic. We just have a propensity to go out of, out of, uh, um, our, a certain dosha will go out of, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Veridi. Veridi means to increase. Will um, increase or move more than the others. Like if you're more prone to a cup of disturbance, you're going to have more congestive nature and things like that. Pitta, you're going to have more rashes and inability to handle stupid drivers, things like that. <laughs> and Vata, they're going to have a hard time maintaining a schedule and they're going to fight it. So there's uh, Dosha quizzes aren't extremely accurate, no. And what are common spices that you'd recommend to a cuppa? Um, boy, common, I would say anything that dilates. So ginger and um, uh, cayenne. Yeah, I was trying to, I've having a hard time spitting that out. Cayenne, anything that dilates. So right now we're, we're at the, probably in a good, very good of, uh, I'd say a month into cuppa season. You can see dandelions are starting to come up. So, that's another thing right there. Nature gives us exactly what we need to take. 
So one of the best things to clear winter weight and congestion and accumulation nature gives us at the appropriate time during cuppa season is the dandelion, the root, the leaves, everything. You can go pick them if you have a clean yard. Pick them, you can boil them, drink the, drink the water. Uh, if you're really, if you're adventurous, you can go eat them, just as long as they haven't been sprayed. I'd make sure they hadn't been sprayed. So next week, oh, by the way, if you're, we still got a lot of watchers. Got a lot of watchers. Please share this right now while we're online because it really helps, and we're trying to sp spread the word. Uh, I would say within two weeks, my first book will be out, and it ha it's a book that revolves around how to become a real holistic health practitioner. As you know, we have Ohm Wellness Institute, and we train uh, holistic health practitioners, so I decided to write a little book that explains my journey uh, becoming a holistic doctor and, and how much really that HHP course really changed my life. And if you become a very good HHP and you help people, they wouldn't need to come to someone like me, okay? Because if you can get the things right, even at the HHP level, you can help people. And that has to do with diet, lifestyle, basic herbs, uh, digestion, elimination, some things like that. Very basic, but I'm telling you, it is basic. If a person changes to the correct eating program and then takes the herbs along with it, they don't need to come, come to someone like me, right? I have to use more complex formulas and um, get the body to do different things. So uh, next week, I am going to go over more on frequencies and then Eventually, this may even turn into where I'm going to hopefully help everyone to set up their homes as best as possible to avoid EMF issues, electromagnetic frequencies. Um, any questions come up? Anything Anything at all? No. All right, guys. This is uh, Dr. David, Blue Lotus Healing Center, Dr. of Natural Medicine on Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Truth, please share this as much as possible, and please send in your questions. And if you want to come by, oh, another thing that I do besides the biometer is I upstairs I have a uh, biofeedback mechanism where you hook up the uh, pads to someone. You run the uh, you run the program. It'll kick out which frequencies need to be run based on the imbalances picked up by biofeedback, and it's wonderful. And then you can always check this too. Yep, still humming at 65, so I'm going to make it at least another day. But anyway, David Jameson, Doctor of Natural Medicine. See you soon.